Welcome to Game Changers, the show that's about playing by your own rules when it comes to your career. Join us as we speak with people who have taken the road less traveled and found their niche. I'm your host, Seth Robinson. So it took me seven years to realize I can control my own life and I don't need to follow that traditional path. Don't quit your day job. It's a warning we've all heard before, but it's exactly what our next guest did. Ruby Wang left her role as an actuary and took off overseas. She came back with the idea for a business, Nudie Glow, which has brought the increasingly popular Korean beauty market to Australia. Ruby, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So tell us about Nudie Glow. So Nudie Glow started about two years ago. So I was in actuarial consulting work for about seven years. And after I reached my long service leave entitlement, I decided to quit my job. And at the time, I really did not know what I wanted to do. I had a passion in photography, as you mentioned earlier, with my blog. Um, So I tried to pursue photography and get some, you know, um, jobs with brands and, you know, to, to do some photography work for them. And... That wasn't sustainable because it was really hard to get the, you know, the clients and the work. So I started um, thinking about businesses and um, I had no clue about how to start a business. So I decided to take up a digital marketing course. At the same time, I decided to take a holiday overseas to Asia. And I walked in, I remember walking into a Korean beauty shop without knowing much about Korean beauty at the time. And my friend told me, oh, these are some of the most popular face masks you can buy. And I was like, oh, $2, what a bargain. <laughs> so I quickly picked up about 30, thinking it will last me a whole year. Yeah. And, um, and I guess after um, spending like half an hour in the shop and spending about $200, I was really um, amazed at the products. So I came back home and did a little bit more research on Korean beauty products. And I found that it, it was actually really popular in Asia, America, and of course, South Korea. Um, but some, for some reason, there weren't that many um, businesses locally providing these products for the Australian market. So I guess I had a light bulb moment thinking, this is it. Um, Maybe this is the business I should start. I got a suitcase full of stuff. I can sell it. Yeah. (laughs) I I love, you know, every girl loves beauty. Mm It won't be a boring job. I decided to take up the challenge and start the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that's a bit of a leap from, you know, kind of having your career and doing it for seven years, I think you said. Yeah. So having a career and then going traveling and just deciding you're going to pull the plug and do something incredibly different, like that's really brave in its own right. Yeah, it was definitely a um, scary um, decision when I submitted my resignation letter without knowing any, without knowing the future, basically. I. But I think I was, um, after seven years, I really needed a change. Mm-hmm. And thinking back, I think I stayed on the job for even longer than I should have. Uh, and the fact that I went, um, the fact that I 
decided to quit without knowing um, what the future holds mm-hmm. it was a big move, but I think I needed that to um, give me some time and space to think about what I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really kind of put Nudigolo down to that travel, you know, opening your mindset through travel. Definitely. And just having the time to think about what I want in life. And I guess when I quit my job, my first instinct is I don't want to go back to corporate. Okay. So that kind of pushed me to um, search for the next thing or really follow my passion and Mm -hmm. trying to find something I actually loved. Yeah. Yeah. So beyond the suitcase, having your initial purchase, you know, which I imagine you ended up using yourself, actually. But um, what was the kind of process like? What goes into starting a startup? How did you go about the journey? Um, So with no experience in starting a business, um, I literally went to Google and Googled everything. (laughs) Google was my best friend. Um, So initially, Nudiglo concept was a subscription box. Okay. Because at the time, subscription boxes were in, and I thought it was a much easier start mm-hmm. um, because you only have to curate one type of products, which is just the sh- like the face masks. So I spent one night Googling, I guess, 100 Korean brands. Wow. Okay. And cold emailed all of them, asking them for a meeting. And I remember at the time when I introduced myself, I had no website. Yeah. I only had a concept. Looking back at the email, I, I was surprised people responded to me because it didn't look professional at all. <laughs> um, so I did that cold emailing and waited for a few days. And about 10 businesses emailed me back saying they would love to meet me. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was... Um, so shocked that it was that easy to get business on board. Mm-hmm. So I booked myself a flight um, straight away to go to Korea, even though I didn't speak a word of Korean. <laughs> I basically just went for it. Yeah. And when I flew over, went for the meetings and everything like started to seem more real because there were businesses um, interested in working with me. Yeah. That's really, really something very special. So once you kind of did that initial trip and you started to develop some relationships, is that kind of when you started to get into things that were a little bit more regimented? So now I know you've just finished the Melbourne Accelerator program, for example. Was that kind of the next step that came after that? So for the business, it actually took a long time to um, get it off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the first three months, I didn't actually tell my parents. So, because I had no clue what I was doing and I was testing out different things, like trying to get it to work and it just didn't pick up um, the first six months. Mm -hmm. Um, Sales were really slow and, you know, it didn't look like it had a bright future. Um, My parents were, you know, pushing me to find another job. Um, back in corporate back in corporate um, you know telling me that this is not worth it what are you doing with your life so I never really had a you know plan Mm -hmm. at the beginning because I guess you know it it wasn't what I expected starting a business and it was a lot harder yeah (laughs) Um, 
And because I've been out of work for half a year already, which I also didn't tell my parents. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a big struggle at the start, I guess. You know, no income, mm-hmm. no like really slow progress with the business, no future, like didn't look like it had a future. Um, and all this stress coming from family and and also I guess friends didn't really understand. Um, so yeah, I didn't have a plan for the next step mm-hmm. um, in, in the business at the time. So how did that end up coming from there to here? I mean, you've had a few stops along the way. So I obviously tried to connect with more people. For example, I met the Melbourne Uni Accelerator people mm-hmm. and I'm able to connect with some other people in business to mm-hmm. um, get more advice and use Google a lot to <laughs> find ways to make a, you know, um, find different traction channels, for example, to get the business off the ground. And I, I guess... Um, about, I think in 2017, mm-hmm. I um, found out about Melbourne Accelerator Program and I did apply, but I, at the time, traction was, um, wasn't very good, so it didn't get through. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they um, introduced me to the Velocity Program, which is the pre-accelerator program. So I applied for that and got in. So that was kind of the next stage of the business where I got into a program and I was able to learn from others mm-hmm. and get a little bit more experience in this business world. Kind of developing the fundamentals yeah, of the business. Yeah, yeah. And then that led to applying for Melbourne Uni Accelerator Program to now. And so how have you found it being part of that kind of startup ecosystem around Melbourne? Has it been quite a supportive community? Do you feel like you're networking a lot? Yes, definitely. I think it was very important for me at the time to get into these communities mm-hmm. and network with others in this space because it's. I think it's really important because you learn so much from other people, whether it's their um, mistakes or tricks to e-commerce. Yeah. I don't just you get to learn so much by just talking to people. Yeah, if you can avoid a mistake by listening to someone else's mistake, I think that's. Um, that will save you a lot of time. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. So it was really important for me at the time to be able to connect with some of these people in the community. So where is Nudie Glow at now? I think I read the other day that you were celebrating some sort of milestone, something along the lines of sales. Yeah. So we celebrated two milestones last month. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is that we reached um, $1 million in sales. Fantastic. Yeah, and that, so that was a big one, yeah. and it happened three days before our second birthday. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, so we, I guess I never expected to reach this milestone so quickly. Mm-hmm. So when when I realized, super excited that we reached this milestone. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. And has business picked up even more since then? Have you found that like you know now that you're getting that traction, you've reached kind of like critical mass? Yeah, we we get lots of new customers every month mm-hmm. and I think most of these are coming from, you know, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. People are spreading the word. People love us enough that they want to share with all the family and friends. Yep. So we haven't done too much with Facebook ads or any advertising. Yeah. It has been growing yep. and now we are trying to do more advertising to get 
I guess, to reach more people because、mm-hmm. we've had so much great feedback from existing customers. So we just want to share more with the rest of Australia. It kind of sounds like you're at that moment where you're kind of shifting from, like, I guess, organic growth to kind of having to push your brand out there a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I know that we've spoken before. One of the things you mentioned to me at that time was that in the future you would like to be kind of like the new Priceline and have physical locations and that sort of thing. Is that、yeah. still something on the cards? So that's still a big challenge for me. We are still only a team of two. Okay. So <laughs> there are lots of things we want to do,、mm-hmm. but we don't have the resources to achieve everything.、Mm-hmm. So, we have to make decisions to、um, where we want to go next. And currently, there are a few options for us. You know, having physical brick and mortar stores, something I eventually hope to achieve. But after running a business for two years, you kind of like have to evaluate things. It's not about the perception of a brand,、mm-hmm. you really have to figure out the numbers behind. Every action and opening a physical store might look great for a brand, but it might not be the best、um, for the business at this、mm-hmm. moment because everyone's going online now. So when I tell people I want physical stores, everyone questions why、yeah. when you have such a successful online business where there's no need for a physical store. So it sounds like that's very much part of the process as well. is、yeah. Thinking about how the business adapts and what form it actually is in really changes over time as you actually go through the motions of working the business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And as I you know, progress, I learn more and I start to think differently as well. That's really cool. So, on the number side of things, that's what your study was in originally, doing the Bachelor of Commerce in Actuarial Science. Yeah. And I know the other aspects of the business, you kind of had to self teach and learn on the fly. Do、yeah. you feel like Having that grounding in numbers was useful when it comes to managing this? Oh, definitely. I guess having that background in numbers, you know, statistics, and even analytical skills, they were really useful for me starting a business.、Mm-hmm. I definitely avoided making lots of mistakes just because I have that background and I can pick up things, you know,、mm-hmm. a lot quicker when it comes to. Numbers or analytical data. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. And I imagine those are a lot of the life and death mistakes you kind of manage to miss as well. Yeah. Because I mean, if you're、yeah. broke, you can't run a business, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, yeah, with the number, you know, especially Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. I used to work with Excel every single day. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really handy to have those skills、mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Now that you've been in it for a couple of years and you're、yeah. continuing to grow and it sounds sustainable, do you have advice for people who are maybe thinking of leaving the corporate world and launching their own business? Because I've only、um, done it for two years, I、mm-hmm. can't say I'm an expert in this. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure everything out myself. But for people who are looking, who are currently in corporate or、mm-hmm. who wants to start something but too afraid to, I think just do it. That's the thing no one told me back then. No one really said, if you don't like what you're doing, just quit. So it took me seven years to realize I can control my own life and I don't need to follow that traditional path. Definitely worthwhile getting into a corporate role and ex- have that experience. I highly recommend it. But if it's really not for you, don't stick around just because it's a secure job. Because life is too short to work in a job that you. Yeah. <laughs>、um, yeah, just go for it. Maybe start on, on the side if you do have commitments with you know, financials and 
things, but mm-hmm. definitely give it a try. And there's just so much, like, so many resources out there for free right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have access to so much information, communities, just make the most of those. And if you really want to do something, it's not that hard awesome. to achieve it. Yeah. Is there anything you would have done differently if you had the chance to do it over? If I could go back in time? Mm-hmm. I probably would have tried this whole business thing or even quit my job a little bit earlier. Yeah, right. Yeah. So just do it. Just Nike do it. Nike philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this is one last question, which is one that we sign off with all our guests on. Yeah. What's one thing that's not on your resume that's got you to where you are today? Great question. <laughs> um, I think the one thing that really helped me get to where I am today is probably my partner, Mm-hmm. So having a really supportive partner was crucial to me growing the business, getting that motivation, encouragement to continue when I was, you know, almost going to give up and go back to my corporate job. Because I think, especially for, I guess, female founders, mm-hmm. there's a perception that we are less likely to get into business and start a business. And the support is not not as great. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that support at home really made a difference for me. So I guess for anyone who's looking to start a business, I think it's really important to find that support elsewhere yeah. because it's really hard to do it alone. That's and fantastic. having that support just makes it like a hundred times better. If you don't, if you currently don't have one, go find a group of people that you know, that share the same experience or have done it before mm-hmm. and, yeah, just helps you keep going. And... Tap into a network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ruby, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Game Changers. Game Changers is recorded by Chris Hatzis and produced by Sophie Thomas. I've been your host, Seth Robinson. Seth Robinson.